Alright, welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, Big E here. Uh, in person, this is our, our first in-person SYP podcast. SYP podcast, yeah. Uh, sorry, Matthew Mosquito, because we promised Matthew he'd be the first in-person. He'll be our first in-person guest. Guest, I like that. Matthew yeah. will be our first in-person guest. Uh, SYP creator Scott is with us. Scott, what's, what's up, up, King? Oh, you know, living the dream. We're on a boat right now. We're on our way to Vancouver Island to do our SYP Vancouver Island takeover. We're on a boat. We're on a boat. We're living the dream. We're in person. BC Ferries is only recommending masks right now, which is exciting. I'm um, still wearing my mask though because I haven't been vaccinated. Ian's <laughs> Ian's safe, and we're all we're all doing safe, and we shall be more like Ian. Uh, I said before we started. I think this is not this current uh, version of the podcast, but I feel like I've done a podcast before on BC Ferries. Right. Back in like high school or something, but I, I think I was doing the the uh, horseshoe bait to Nanaimo run. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's a beautiful run, by the way. It's a good. It's a good track. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Good. So thoughts on the uh, BC Ferries and the takeover so far? So far, so good. Yeah. Early early morning, getting up, getting to the boat. No issues with traffic. It's uh, yeah. I I'm, I will say I'm surprised that the arcade's open. We haven't gone to play, but I'm surprised it's we open. Will. We will. You think so? Yeah, we'll go play. The problem is that Rock Band isn't working. Like this oh, week, I know, dude. That's the best one. And instead, it's like Arctic Thunder, which is like the snowmobile that's game. That's snowmobile, not, yeah. Not the same. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much, we're doing this uh, Friday morning. It's July 16th. Uh, should we start with hockey? You want to start with hockey? or let's start with hockey. All right, let's start with hockey. Uh, first, we should talk about Matisse Kiblenix, who yeah. passed away about, I think, 10 days ago now. Yeah, it was over a week ago. Over, probably, over yeah. a week ago, passed away in a fa- fireworks accident. Yeah. Uh, uh, Manny Legacy's house was the goaltending coach for the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't remember if it was in Ohio or Michigan where the incident took place, right. but passed away uh, about ten days ago. They had a service for him yesterday, Thursday, I believe, yep. when they yep. had it. Um, thoughts on Matisse Kiblenix and the whole incident? It's a really tragic event. Then. Very sad. Very unfortunate. You know, a guy. He was a younger guy, and he had played for Latvia in the World Championships. I think his previous year. Yeah. Um, he had a, a really good future, and I know he was good buddies with uh, Columbus goalie Elvis Merzlikens. And I know I saw Elvis had talked about. I think during, it might have been during the um, the memorial service. Um, he talked about how he or Kivlenix Kivlenix Um, he basically saved um, Elvis Merzlikens' life, Elvis's wife, and his kid um, during this this event and the. The accident that happened, but yeah, either way, it's just horrible situation. Um, brutal, it brutal. Was, it was very weird for myself because I wrote on like the Friday before the incident for Kraken Chronicle, talking yep. about the Kraken and, and expansion draft options. Mm-hmm. I talked about Matisse Kivlenix as an option for Seattle, for Seattle yeah. And then Sunday, yeah. just the incident happened, and it was just yeah. like Hardly. one in a million, like total freak accident. Total freak accident. Yeah. Um, terrible thing that happened um just brutal all around um so r.i.p to matisse kiv linux i'm sure the blue jackets i think are going to do a lot uh i don't know if they'll retire his number they might retire his number but i'm sure they're going to do a lot when they get back into regular season next year they'll have some sort of something for him yeah i hope so yeah it's as he should. He was, you know, a bright up and coming goaltender for the organization. Um, he had a bright future, but unfortunately, he, it's just not around. He got two wins last season. His first career, I believe, at Madison Square Garden, oh. and then 
uh, beat the Red Wings in the final game of the regular season as well. So, um, just terrible situation. Uh, you know, wish nothing but the best for his family and anybody impacted by the incident. Um, just terrible thing. Terrible, terrible way uh, for somebody life to end. Uh, but again, wishing all the best to his family and anybody uh, involved in the incident. Um, we're going to talk about some other hockey events to start this morning. Uh should we start? Is the Duncan Keith thing the the big thing that we have to talk about? Well, I think the last time we did a pod, it was before Tampa Bay won the cup. So I think we should. Talk oh, we about, should talk about we should talk about Tampa winning the cup. Tampa okay. winning the cup. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you, immediate thoughts? Tampa wins in five. Uh, honestly, not a huge surprise. Montreal had a you know great run and albeit terrific, but Tampa Bay, they're just so they're just such a good team and Vasilevsky basically won them half of their games and yeah. he deservingly won the Smythe. I'm going to talk about that on the Left Side Heavy podcast um, a couple days ago um, or I guess last week now but yeah, um, yeah it's good you know good for them they're back to back first time since the Penguins and only the third time in the last 25 years I think that some, a team's gone back to back so since the salary cap era the salary cap era only twice yeah so it's again good good for them um the cap situation's weird, but they they stayed technically stayed within the rules, so good on them. Uh, my just immediate thoughts are with Vasilevsky being the Conn Smythe winner because I think yeah. he should be. Yeah. Um, there's a very good argument to be made for Kucherov getting it as well, yeah. but I think Vasi probably deserves it more. Is Tampa Bay the greatest team like in the salary cap era? So basically, because of the two teams who like who have won multiple cup, two other teams who won multiple cups, you have the Blackhawks, yep. deserve consideration. Penguins, Penguins, Lightning, maybe yeah. the Kings. Maybe the Kings. Yeah. I would say. I think this Tampa team is better than the Chicago teams. Oh. That's wow. I think. Well, I'm hitting you with the hot t- hot takes early. Yeah, there's there's two ways to look at it. Is you know. M- Chicago, yes, they didn't win any back-to-back, but they rebuilt their team three times and won three cups with three different-ish teams. Mm-hmm. Same core. Tampa Bay basically kept their whole core intact for the, from last year, which you know speaks to uh, Julian Breezeball's ability to keep the team intact and John Cooper's ability to, you know, yes, you have the same players, but teams are going to adjust for your system in one year, and the fact is that the next year, they're able to do it again, and with John Cooper at the home, which is really cool. Uh, and Steve Eiserman should get credit for building a team. Uh, well, and that's a, and that's the thing is that Eiserman was with the Lightning until 2016, 15. I don't, 2017. I, maybe sure. it might have been 17. But again, you look at all, you look at a lot of Tampa Bay, a lot of Tampa Bay's homegrown. You look starting with Kucherov. Kucherov, Vasi, Vasi, Point, Point, Hedman, Sorelli, Sorelli, Palat, um, Kalorn. Not quite Sergachev, but Sergachev-ish, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Point point being is that they just Tampa Bay is so well built, and yes, yes, they are eighteen million dollars over the cap. But... We've talked about this before. It's legal. It's fine. They didn't do anything wrong. If you have a problem with anybody, blame the league, yeah. not the Bolts. Not the Bolts. Um, odds on favor to win next year. Col- Tampa, Colorado. Colorado. We'll talk about them later on with Landis yeah. Gog because apparently yes. he might be out the door. But yeah. I think I have to take a look at odds and see what odds are. I think Colorado's it. plus six hundred. Well, I'll take I'll do a quick look, but I would probably put money on um, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Tampa Bay three peating. 
If they keep their team intact, it, I see it too. So, because they're going to lose... Yanni Gord looks like somebody who might be out the door. Might be McDonough too. Might be McDonough. Might be Tyler Johnson. Yeah. One of the, one of those three, I think, are gone. One or from. two of those three might be gone. Unless Tampa swings the deal and they... There were some rumors. I was sorry to interrupt you. There was rumors about Stammer being out the door, possibly as well. Well, they might expose him, but Seattle won't take his contract. Yeah, off. that's. I, I think a lot of teams are going to do that. They're going to kind of expose like older-ish players. And Stamkos isn't old by any means, but older-ish. Uh, older-ish, like yeah. the, the Matt Duchesne's and Ryan Johansson's of the world are getting exposed. I think Johansson's going to be Kraken's first line center. No, he won't. No, he likes that. No, he won't. Um. So we talked about Tampa Bay briefly. Let's talk about the Montreal Canadiens, who, frankly, had the miracle run. They got really far, farther than anybody ever thought they would get. They did take a game from the Lightning. Yeah, they did. Game four they and should have taken two. They should have won game two. They probably should have won game two. Um, if you're Montreal, what do you do now? Do you just run it back next season? Like you got so you have to sign Dano. Dano's a free agent. Yeah, you gotta sign him. Kakaniemi is a restricted free agent. Oh. Tatar is a free agent, but I think he's out the door. I think Tatar's gone, yeah. So if you're Montreal, do you for the most part run it back? And if it ain't broke, don't fix it, just keep going? Or what do you do if you're the Habs? You know, it, it really depends on the Shea Weber situation. That's ah. come up pretty recently. Um and again, um, you get well again. Think about the performances from Kulak and from Romanov. Those are your third pairing defense, but they played great, and Romanov's only going to get better. Yeah. Um, is he going to replace Shea Weber? You can't really replace. Shea I don't Weber. think anybody can replace That's Shea Weber on that team. Kind of my point. Petrie might be the closest, but again, you want you need to have another guy. There, I was going to say there's not even 100 percent co- confirmation that Petrie is going to be 100 percent healthy next That's year either. Too. Yeah. That's that's the scary part about that. And, um. The four, I think Montreal's four group is really good. And again, you know, all this experience for guys like Suzuki, Caulfield, Kotkin, Yemi, um, even Denal, who is, hasn't been on big playoff runs ever, really. Um, that's huge experience for those guys, and that's going to help a lot in the coming years. They have, you know, they're like, okay, we've been there. Let's go back there. We know how to do it. Let's go just go do it again. Um, and maybe they'll bring in, a, you know, maybe they'll sign Montreal. You know, you know Bergeron, he's pretty aggressive as a GM. Maybe he's actually one games. of the like this. We were having this conversation, mm-hmm. or at least I think you and I were, or maybe my dad and I, yeah. about which GM you would want to deal with the mm-hmm. most and the mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. And Bergevin's like he's not up there with like the Eisermans and the Sackets of like GMs you'd want to deal with the least. Right. But like he's in like the tier below or two tiers below of like yeah. the dude who can actually police you if you're not careful. If you're not careful, yeah, that's true. That's very true, actually. But again, he he's smart. He's smart about mm-hmm. any. I think he does a lot of his scouting himself, and that's really important too. He knows the game and he knows his players well, which is huge. I I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but I think the player I came away with most impressed with after the postseason is Nick Suzuki, because even in the finals, that dude took a lot of shit from the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah, through, throughout the entire like throughout the entire finals of just unnecessary checks, unnecessary body contact, stick contact, whatever. That dude went through hell and back almost. Mm, Almost, yeah. Uh, Is there anybody else on Montreal who really impressed you or you're like, I can't wait to watch this player next season? Well, I'm not Suzuki, obviously. It's Caulfield. Caulfield, yeah. But I think to your point about Suzuki, I've always been a big fan of him. We watched him at at Juniors in uh, 2019 in Vancouver. He was on the team. He was second-line center. 
um, played with Anderson Dolan and I think Lafreniere was on that line as well. Um, but now Suzuki is a great. He's going to be a great talent. He's never been heralded as a top, top, top guy, but man, is he going to be good. Um, he's just he's so good with the puck and he's not like he's not the fastest guy he's not the biggest guy he's not God doesn't have the best shot and have the best hands but he just he reads the game so well and on a Montreal team with a guy like Caulfield with a big guy like Anderson think about like that line Caulfield Anderson and Suzuki that's that's deadly that's hard to stop Kak and Yemi is a guy I'm surprised that they scratched in the last few games because I, mm. I I've been impressed with his his year he's he's had a, I think a fairly good year he had a slow start but for the most part yeah he got better he improved he's yep. somebody that Montreal should be building around I guess the question is do we think the Habs are real and do we think that they're going to be making a playoff runs yeah. B cup runs over these next few years I think they're making the playoffs next year okay in that in that division because we're going back to the old divisions. I realize that, and I, I still I think I still yeah. think you're, it's going to be Tampa, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Tampa, Toronto, Montreal, Boston. Okay, but in that in not in necessarily in that order, but those four teams will make the playoffs. All right, um, maybe four, but we'll see. Any other final thoughts on the finals before we move on to something else? Um, we talked we talked about this on left side. Heavy, we at did. Least I did we about did. how I thought it was a boring finals. It was kind of boring. It it wasn't long enough. It wasn't. Well, we kind of knew how this was going to play out. Like we we we, we kind of knew. Like yeah. no offense to Montreal. Like the fact that they even got there and beat Vegas was remarkable. It was huge, yeah. But yeah. I thought it was a boring series, and the best part of the series was Kucherov's interview. Like I I thought that was just the most entertaining, and you know. Yeah. Now it's created conflict for next season between the two teams. And that's what every time you have a Stanley Cup final, you're going to get that, anyways. But um, to to your point about Kucherov, and there's I think I talked I think I talked about this on left side heavy as well. There's always two ways to look at it. Yeah. Some people thought of it, you know, this was hilarious and this was you know great content. And it's a guy speaking his piece, shameless plug. Um, on and it's showing his personality. And Kucherov's a pretty quiet guy for the most part, but that shows you his flashes of his personality and I think it's great other people were like no this guy's a horrible example he's drinking a beer like he's you know not saying a good example but it's like it's like how are you going to market players that have no personality can I just say in any other sport if you're the champion you get to say whatever you want pretty much yeah within yeah. reason like within, within, reason. within reason you get to say whatever you want and yeah. Kucherov was saying whatever he wanted because yeah, he's a champion so I, I don't uh, have an issue with it. Neither do I. And I also, people had an issue with the the comments about Montreal, about Which, oh I don't want to go back to Montreal. But that's a that's not necessarily what he didn't truly think. That's a mindset. It's like oh we want to finish this game now. We don't want to make this go any longer. Well, and I think the other thing too is that he like most people recognize that Montreal are some of the best fans and one of the yeah. greatest hockey cities in the world. Oh no doubt about it. So I, I'm I I don't think it's really like. Don't get too, don't get your you know panties in a twist because Kucherov, like there are a lot of other people who will defend Montreal. So don't be totally upset when Nikita Kucherov says that. I want to talk about her. But... You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to talk about that. Um, should we move on to? Uh... Let's move on. All right, let's move on. Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith is now an Edmonton Oiler. Well, what was the trade? It was so uh... Duncan Keith and some prospect. 
uh, a bag of pox, we're going to say, sure. to the Edmonton Oilers for Caleb Jones. And a third-round pick. And a third-round uh, third round pick that's a conditional pick. It could be a fourth, but it is a third, I It's believe. a third right now, okay. It's a third right now. Okay. Um... So that trade happened on Monday. We 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 kind of knew it was gonna happen. We we yep. we had a night because Keith wanted to play in Western Canada, Western Canada or Pacific Northwest. That's what he talked about. So pretty the two sure. options that really made sense were Seattle and Edmonton. Yep. Seattle was out pretty quick. Edmonton's like, well, okay, yeah. I guess we have to trade for this guy. Yep. Uh, how do you feel a few days afterwards? Not your immediate thoughts, but how do you feel just a few days after the trade about Keith becoming an Oiler? Edmonton won the trade, uh, without a doubt. Even you know, give up Jones and a third-round pick, Edmonton still wins the trade. Edmonton wins the trade. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I have a few thoughts why. So, think is about it, no, is it, no, is this your dad? Who's nope. no? This is just you. This is me. Okay. This is me. Uh, my dad is an Oilers fan, yes. My dad is an Oilers fan, too, and he has completely different... Uh... Interesting. Okay, so let me tell you why I think the Oilers won this trade. Okay. Jones is young. He's a young guy. He's got he's got room to grow, and the Oilers don't need that. The Oilers need a veteran, steady presence on the backhand, and assume if if Barry resigns, if Barry resigns in Edmonton, think about the top six. Get Barry and Nurse as your sure. one-two. We'll just say Clef Baum and... Larson for just for for example for purposes for purposes and then you've got Bear and Keith as your third yeah. as your third pairing. Keith's only going to play fifty minutes a game in reality. Yes, yes, he's old, but he's he's there to be a veteran, to steady presence. He's still a good player. He was playing what twenty five minutes in Chicago. He was a replace a replacement level player. So there were okay. So pretty much he had he hasn't been good analytically. He hasn't been good for like right. the last three years. But here's the thing is that he is in, he brings so many intangibles and he's won three cups and he brings a wealth of experience that he can take into guys like Bear, Bouchard, Nurse. Broberg, Nurse, Nurse even like just get get him you know that experience and get them teaching getting him in the game because the Oilers haven't had a veteran a good like Chris Russell yeah veteran but he wasn't ever that good he wasn't Duncan Keith good no and Keith brings that level of even if Keith just plays. Like replacement mid, like he's, yes. he's a depth defenseman essentially. Um, even if he's just that for you know whatever, he only plays 30, 40 games. Like he's still a huge asset for that team, and he's going to provide s- such valuable veteran experience to that team. The Oilers lost this trade. You think so? Without a doubt. Okay. Because Keith is making five plus five, plus five million dollars each year for the next two years. He's been a replacement level player. His stats have not been great. Now, granted, he shouldn't be playing the 20, 25 minutes that he's been playing in Chicago. He should be playing 17, 16, maximum 17? Maximum 18 minutes. Eight, maximum 18 minutes a game. And I'm totally cool with that. Like, if that's his role, yeah. that's totally fine. I don't have an issue with that. I think that's what Keith should be doing anyway. Anyways, yeah. It's just the fact that you're taking on five million dollars plus in a flat cap and you're giving up assets to do this yeah. for a, a, a replacement level player statistically doesn't look good that's not good and that's a total Ken Holland trade because that's what fucked up the Red Wings when he was last there was making stupid trades like that hmm. now I think if you're the Blackhawks you made out okay because now you're going to try and go get Seth Jones. 
If you're, oh, absolutely. If, if you're the Blackhawks, you got Caleb Jones. Now you're going to go get Seth Jones. Go get Seth Jones, Like, yeah. that, that's the move if you're Chicago. If you're Edmonton, you, you lost this trade purely on salary cap. But didn't Chicago retain some salary? No, Chicago did not retain anything. No, they didn't retain anything. Like, that's what makes this trade worse, is that there's no retention of yeah. salary. Edmonton gave up assets. Now, granted, Jones might have been on the way out anyways, considering yeah. what has transpired in Edmonton the last I, I think years. part of it's also a Seattle Kraken influence, because Jones likely was going... Yeah, Jones... So at least the Oilers got something out of it. Right? I guess so. I just... I think this is a, a bad move, and they are going to regret it. I I hope I'm proven wrong if the Oilers go on a massive run here, and they go win a cup with Keith, and they're going to point to that. Well, look at that Duncan Keith trade. That trade yeah, worked out. And worked you know out. what? It might. It absolutely might. But I don't like this trade for Edmonton. My dad thinks they're going to re-sign Keith next year anyways to a <laughs> long-term deal, and just fucking... Be gone with it. Did your dad say that when he was angry after hearing the trade? No, he said that before he was even traded. Oh, he said that when the rumors were happening, that not only are they going to trade for Keith, but they're going to sign him to an extension. Huh. That's funny. Because that's just how little hope he has in Ken Hall and any Oilers. Mm, right. As a few people do, I'm sure. Um. Again, so for Chicago's perspective, they're not going to go target Seth Jones. You would think is the move for them, considering they got Caleb Jones. I think they, and might, they, they might get him, too. They're, they're talking about Jones or Dougie Hamilton. Jones yeah. is probably not the safer play, but maybe the more affordable play. I think Hamilton's a better defenseman. I think Hamilton is too, but I think if you're gonna go get Seth Jones, you got the space. Now you got his brother. You kind of yeah, true. Kind of obligated. True. Um, any other thoughts on the Keith trade no. to Edmonton? No. Uh, I, I hope I hope he does well. I hope he gets to see his son more in Edmonton. Yeah, like being in Edmonton. True. Um, I was I don't know if I was talking to you about this where people were saying that Keith lives in Penticton. But I, I know that he had a house in Naramata. So I didn't want to be that asshole. For those who don't know, Naramata isn't tech. I mean, it's, it's northeast it, of it's north. Texas. It's on the other side of the lake, right? Yeah, yes. And I didn't want to be that asshole who said, you know, well, he actually is in Naramata, not Penticton. But um, Ryan Suter, Zach Parise, bought out by the Minnesota Wild. Shocking. Wild. That's wild, man. Yeah. Um, That, I think, uh, people have been talking, oh, now Eichel's going to Minnesota. And that's been a big part of that because didn't Student Priest had like massive contracts? Like 13 year, $98 million deal. Yeah, something like together. That's insane. I know. I couldn't believe they signed it in the first place together. But um, yeah, this, I think this opens the door for the Wild to get Eichel. I think so. I either thing. I get the Parise buyout. Parise has kind of, he, yeah, he he he's nose dived a little bit as a forward. Um, Ryan Suter though, I thought was still putting up like he still munches minutes like nobody else. Yeah, he like he was kind of yeah. like Keith in that he was you know having a talk like, like yeah. with a lot of salary. With a big role, yeah. Again, probably not the guy that he used to be, like defensive wise. But I mean, he's still like doing twenty five minutes a night. So pretty good, yeah. yeah. I was surprised that they bought him. Yeah, up. true. That's very true, actually. Um, 
Yeah, I can't believe the sooner one doesn't make sense, but I think it's also them moving in a different direction. Probably. And again, they they got to make a change somehow, and they've sooner have been a big part of that team for, well, now eight like, what eight eight or nine years at this point, and I think it's just time for a change. And you know, the Wild are getting younger. Caprizov, Eric Sinek are coming in. Um, Brody's not young, but um, the Eric Sinek contract I like. That's a nice deal for them. Eric Sinek's a great player. He's Gonna be like he's gonna be like a couturier. That's the guy you signed to an eight-year deal and Absolutely. not Ryan, and not Ryan Nugent fucking Hopkins. Well, that's a whole nother I can't thing. hate on Nuge because he's a Burnaby boy and I'm no, in Burnaby, but I mean Nuge is thirty and Eric's next is twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great, but again, you gotta think about what happened with Nuge is that he is he is one of the Oilers' best forwards. I'd say top four in that forward group. McDavid, Dreisaitl. Kamamoto? Then Nuge, I would say. Okay. Uh, back to Minnesota. So we're we're rooting for Minnesota to get Eichel? A Kaprizov, Eichel... I'm rooting for Anaheim to get Eichel, but oh, that's God. just me. I'm not sure how Anaheim's how gonna it get, works. how it's going to work. And I know Bob Murray's not going to give up Seagrass or Drysdale. Yeah, I that's good, not going to Good luck. I don't, I don't see that. We're not going to get Eichel. Yeah, exactly. So we're likely not getting Eichel um, because of that. So... I don't know if they can hear the car alarm that just went off. They, here. they probably can. As, as soon as I start talking about the ducks, that's what happens, of course. Stop, stop, stop talking about the ducks. Stop, stop. That's your, that's your cue. Stop talking about the ducks. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see about Eichel. I think personally, I'm rooting for an Eichel Kaprizov 1 2 okay. Minnesota. I think yeah. that, that'll be really good. I don't know how Minnesota gets Eichel or what they give up to get him, but yeah. that'll be really interesting. Um, so we talked about Minnesota a little bit. Should we talk about Pierre Maguire? Going to Ottawa? No, so not gonna lie. When I first heard this, I thought it was a meme. I thought it, I thought it. Was a, <laughs> not gonna lie, I actually thought it was a joke. Um, I couldn't. So, I was like, so no so Pierre Maguire. I want to see if I can find his official title. That Director title. of Player Personnel. Or, Is that some bullshit title that he's getting? I think so. Um, it doesn't really. It doesn't say here, but he's gonna be he's, he's currently serving as Senior Vice President of Player Development for the Ottawa Senators. Sounds like a lot of big words. Yeah, that seems like a we want you here, but we don't really have it. Like he's just like a consultant at this point. Well, the other thing, the thing that really matters, it's not really like what your title. Like, what are you actually doing? Like, what do you do on a day to day basis when you're (laughs) with the senator? And that's what I'm curious about. What What he's gonna do? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he also does a lot like working with NBC or he used to. Yeah, that was that was kind of I think how this all played out was the fact that. Yeah. Um, NBC is going to be no more after this season. NHL and NBC, I should say. So, because they're going to ESPN and Turner. So, this opportunity kind of came up because Pierre yep. McGuire is not going to ESPN or Turner. Um, can I just say that I am not a fan of the move purely because I thought the Ottawa Senators were one of the best teams in the second half of the NHL last year. Like, they had some real momentum. They were, you know, getting better. Murray started to put it all together. The team was looking all right. And then, you know, when you're starting to get some momentum and things are starting to look good, now you're just throwing Pierre Maguire into the mix. And it's just like, I I don't... I don't get it. Like... Yeah. That's that's a very... Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this year was like, things were looking okay... The Senators were, were all yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, the Senators just need time. They just need time to let their yeah. kids develop and let 
guys like Bernard Docker get in there, let um, Brandstrom get more minutes, let Stutzla play a lot more than he is. Um, but yeah, and, and that's just it. It's very... Um, these cars are going nuts out here, I gotta say. Now we're talking about Ottawa, and now that's your cue, I think. That's, like, that's my cue to stop talking about the Sens. But yeah, Pierre Maguire, I, I thought it was a joke to start, and I <laughs> kind of hope it still is, but it's not. So um, I guess good for Pierre, but weird. What, weird. What, I'm just going to say weird. It's a weird setting. The Sens are going to have a worse record next season? No, they'll be better. I think that they won't be in last place. Buffalo will be, but... Um, I don't know. I just don't get it. Fair enough. Um, not, not my cup of tea. I'm, of course, the Ottawa Senators would do this too. By the way, that's such an ascent move to bring in Pierre Maguire. It is. It really is. Yeah. Maybe uh, with Melnick. Probably. probably. Or then Melnick's just like, yo, this guy's got experience, and it's just like we don't need it. Like we're doing yeah. fine. Why would you? Why would you do this? Um, Pekka Rene retired this past week from Nashville Predators. Uh, he played. What draft class was he? Was he? He wasn't O three. O one. Was he O one? O one or O two? Yeah. Okay. He's. Oh, he's been around for a while. Yeah. You never heard. You never heard of him for a long time, and then he had this one breakout year early two thousand tens, and yeah. he's just been a brick brick wall for the Predators ever since. And he was. Um, I was gonna say he was a big part of their twenty ten run when they got to the second round. The Predators. Yeah. And True. was a was a. And seventeen when they went to the final. Was, the other year too, that was really big, and um, yeah, Rene, great career. Um, what a goalie, what a what a player. There was it was he was one of the um, he, he was one of the best goalies in a, like that 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 twenty ten where you had a, a, yeah. a bunch of star goal like obviously you had Luongo, you had Jonathan yeah. Quick, Corey Crawford, Crawford. Rene, Mark Andre Fleury, Henrik nice. Lundqvist, Carey Price, nice. like a whole bunch of goalies yeah. in this era. And Rene, I think, is up there with those guys. Oh, yeah. His team was never as good as any of those guys, but uh, yeah. I, 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 and I, and I kind of feel bad a little. I mean, they had the chance to go to the finals, but they weren't beating Pittsburgh that year. Mm. Mm. They could have. I mean, let's not forget Johansson. Their top center was hurt. Yeah, which didn't help that year. Um, but no, like all things considered, Rene, you know, Rene had a great career, and that that was one of his better performances. That 2017 playoff, he was electric, and he basically stopped everything the Ducks shot at him in the third round. I was gonna say, do you have like a Rene moment? Goal, goal he scored. Goalie goal. He goalie goal. Yeah, 2019. I think yeah? Was, yeah. Okay. That was the one that sticks out to me. Yeah. Great. Oh, I didn't know. Ripped it. I didn't know if you had any like Anaheim, Rene. No. Not a lot of good memories from that one. Well, not not even that. No, the Predators deserved to win that series. They were the better team, and they had a lot of momentum that year too. Did and, they and ever? I, and, oh, and I think also did they ever? part of it was just Anaheim. That's what you could tell. Anaheim was getting a bit old and like in the bu- and Not even that. No, it's. I think it's the the thing that was really surprising to me is that the Predators beat the Hawks in four games that year. Yeah. That's yeah, that's very that, true. And that was like, that sent shockwaves around the league. Like, what the fuck just happened? That's when you knew like it was. They were for real. They yeah. Were for real. Oh yeah. Um. So congratulations. Good, good for Rene. Con- congratulations to Pekka Rene. Uh, the Nashville Predators now, I'm guessing, are going to be led by UC Soros and Yaroslav Askarov. Askarov. Hopefully uh, next year. We're guessing that's going to be the goalie tandem in Nashville. Yep. Yep. Um. Any other NHL news? Anything else? Landis Gog might be out the door. 
We'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Zach Hyman possibly out the door as well with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not a stock for Hyman switch question mark? I don't know if anybody can afford that. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about baseball? For a bit, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about baseball here before because I want to I want to do this part. Uh, so we had the MLB draft this week in which nobody we knew were drafted, no players we knew. Uh, celebrity game, uh, your boy Quavo. Let's struck, go. Struck my boy, uh, DK Metcalf. I don't know if you saw that. I did, I did see that, yes. I did. And then yeah. he gave up a double to Jojo Siwa, whatever her name is. Okay. Uh, then very next at that. So Quavo's like a hit and miss pitcher. Like, you know. Quavo's missing, missing hit. Yeah. Pete yeah. uh, Alonso won the home run derby. Again, back to uh, back. Back to back. Uh, did you watch the home run derby? Parts of it. I've, Parts I was it. watching that home run derby, and I'm not going to lie, when Otani got eliminated, the yeah, the energy in the crowd the ener- was kind of gone. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't quite the same when Otani was eliminated. Yeah. But I mean, that was a great battle with him and Soto. Oh, was that, it ever? That was awesome to watch. Yeah, it was funny. All the lower seeds won. Yeah. in the first round, which was interesting. Um, and yeah, I love the home run derby's great, but I think it's lost its luster a bit for me. We're gonna talk about that later on. It's one of the mailbag questions. It is about okay. All Star Weekend. Okay, but. Okay. Um, Pete Alonso back to back. Yeah, best good. power hitter in the game, I I guess right now. Vlad mm, Guerrero Jr. The, yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I would say, and we're gonna get into him pretty quickly. Here. Yeah. Um. So Pete Alonso wins the home run derby. The AL won the All Star game. Yeah, backed by a lot of Blue Jays. The Blue Jays were hella contributors. Vladdy, Bo. Marcus Simeon was on the team. Yeah, and Teoscar Hernandez. Teoscar Hernandez. Um, any thoughts on the All-Star game or just your Blue Jays? My Blue Jays were fucking sick. Let yeah. me tell you that. Guerrero won the MVP. Uh, they also gave him MVP. To nobody's surprise, he had a home He run. had that bomb. Absolute left. cannon. To left oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, of course, Shield, so it's, you know, a little... The numbers are a little bit buoyed, but it skews a little bit to the hitters. A little bit, but still. Like, fact is, he still knocked out an All-Star game, and um, put on a great Blue Jays performance. And, and it wasn't just him. Also, all the other guys contributed. It wasn't like, you know, the guys didn't show up. Like, all the other players, all the Jays guys showed up, and they played great. Uh, I, I can't remember what the stat was. If he was the youngest to hit a home run or the youngest to win MVP. Youngest to win MVP, I think. Youngest to win MVP since yeah. Johnny Bench, I think. Wow. Uh, that's... Where Johnny Bench, like, in 1968 or 1969, did it as a 21-year-old. 21-year-old catcher. That's a 21-year-old catcher. Yeah, that's impressive. And that's... That's what Vladdy is, you know, that's the expectation for a Vladdy. Oh, yeah. It's just oh, yeah. MVPs, dingers. Uh, any other quick baseball things before we, uh, the man, the Manners need to go on a run here if they need to make the playoffs. Same with the Blue Jays. Same with the Blue Jays. I think the Manners are just slightly ahead of the Blue Jays right now by like a game or two. Yeah. So we're, I guess you're rooting for the Blue Jays. I'm rooting for the Manners. Um, we might have to go to Seattle. There's like a playoff between the to- those two teams. We might have there might to- be. We might have to do there that. There might be, yeah. Uh, wild card standings. I'll just pull those up quickly if they want to show up. Uh, Seattle's 48 and 43. Okay. Toronto's 45 and 42. So Seattle's a so game close. up on the Jays okay. uh, as we enter the second half of the season. Um, cool. Little NBA talk, little basketball talk. Little basketball talk. Uh, game five of the NBA finals is Saturday night. Milwaukee came back in game four. That series is now tied at two. We're going back to Phoenix. One of those back stops in Phoenix. One of those bullshit stops in Phoenix, which is like an arrested development bit. Um, do we think this series is now 
It's not Phoenix. Like, now Milwaukee's won two straight. Phoenix won two straight to start the series. Now no. Milwaukee has won two straight at home. Is this just going to be win-at-home type series, I guess? With It might be. Yeah, It. I think Suns win game five. Um, but it's, I think pressure's on the Suns to yeah. perform. they got to do something here. Um, you know, game four, the Bucks did come all the way back, which was good. Uh, game three, the Bucks deserved to win. That was their game the whole way. Yeah, yeah, they they were in control from start to finish. From start to finish, um, and the Bucks they they needed to do that. They needed to do something like that. And game four was you know, it's made it. I will say it's made it an interesting series. I after game two, I was I thought the Suns are gonna win this in four. I was Suns in four. I was so confident the Suns are gonna win in four, but here we are, game five. It is tied two two. Um, I'm still rooting for the Suns, but man, the Bucks have made it interesting. Um. Chris Paul did not look great in Game Four. He looked pretty old. He's um, due for a bounce back. Yeah, he's due. That's what I I, I love saying that about like minor when I watch minor league baseball and some dudes hitting like 184 and then I just <laughs> like yeah he's due. He's due for a, he's for a due, double. Yeah, he's due for something. And yeah, then he just grounds at the shortstop. Um, Devin Booker has looked really good throughout the whole postseason. Oh, but I, sure. I I thought he was electric in game four. He was the only one really scoring buckets consistently. For the for, Suns, for, yeah. For any team, I any thought. Team, yeah. um, Booker's going to be a superstar if he's not already. Yeah, this is kind of just one of those runs that is leading towards something greater, I think, for him. Absolutely, yeah. It's just coming out party without a doubt. Uh, Suns in game five, that's who you're taking? You're taking Phoenix in game five? Suns in five, and I think, ooh, I don't know if they're going to, I think it'll be seven. It's hard to say. If... I'm gonna take the Suns in six. I think. Okay. It's, I think you the think, Suns. You think they'll win it in Milwaukee? I think they'll win it in Milwaukee. They should have won Game Four. They just did not close out well, and Milwaukee had better closeout from Giannis. Chris Middleton, mm. I thought had a good performance in Game Game Four. I don't. Did, know, yeah. I don't think he'll That's have true. a good performance in Game Five. He nope. might do well in six, but. Um, and and Aiden, somebody that as a center who the guy who's always been the big man when we play basketball, I imp- appreciate and watch Aiden. Like yeah. he knows his role, he oh, knows for what sure. he's doing. He can score a basket for you here and there if you need yeah. him to. Oh, can ever, he, yeah. He's not the first guy you go to, and yeah. he's okay with that. Aiden's a great player. He's yeah. he's. I'd say this is his breakout performance in the playoff, like if, if his career, like this, this playoffs has been like he's coming up already in a way. So you got Phoenix in Phoenix and six. Phoenix and six. Okay. Uh, other basketball news. So pretty much, uh, Fuji and I, SYP creator Fuji and I, got some content coming out. NBA draft is July 29th. Ooh, come on, quick. Uh, free agency is August August second. Okay. Uh, the other basketball thing I wanted to bring up: uh, the Americans lost to Nigeria and Australia in pre-Olympic exhibition game. They won against Argentina the other day. Okay. But they good. they did lose to Nigeria and Australia. I don't know if you saw that. I heard about that. Wow, it's you know it's very interesting with the international competitions. You know, recently you look at, I mean, Canada in the World Championship. This was in May, but they lost to, was it Kazakhstan or Latvia? I think it was both. I think they, I think lost, they lost to, to both. both teams, and then they went up for equal medal. It's very interesting how, you know, depending on how 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 many you know how much teams and people get to play and get get to practice. It's that that little edge, especially with how COVID's kind of affected a lot of things. Um, how there's varying levels of like experience and time and success. Yeah, exactly. Like teams, you'd expect the Americans to sweep. I mean, it's predetermined, yeah, but you'd expect them to sweep out and you know absolutely dominate. But they're just not doing that, and that's maybe because these other Nigeria, Australia, 
um, have been playing all year. They haven't had like breaks or they haven't had like time off or restrictions, whatever it might be. So can I give you my galaxy brain hot take? Bring it. The Olympic gold medal doesn't mean as much now. Why is that? Because everybody wants to win the NBA championship. But you could say that about a lot of sports too. You could say that about hockey. No, but I'm just thinking like from the NBA basketball culture. Right. Uh, NBA title means more than than a gold medal. Than a gold medal, and these really? guys really would rather would rather win the NBA championship than win a gold medal. That's my galaxy brain hot take. I have no idea if there's any truth to that. I have no idea if that's true or not, but I'm Is just... that because some guys choose not to go play in the Olympics? No, I think it's just more guys are focused on the NBA. Because now, mm-hmm. like, you understand how much tampering is going on with all these guys in the same locker room, in the same hotel, within, like, Zach Levine talking to Durant, who's also talking to Bradley Beal, who's yeah. also talking to Damian Lillard, who's also talking to Draymond Green, like, all this yeah. sort of stuff of, like, guys chatting about their yeah. NBA. Dame's the one that's going I'm just saying. If that's... he goes to the Warriors, that would be well, they would oh, I, be unreal. I'm just saying it's a it's my galaxy brain hot take about how the Olympic gold medal in basketball doesn't sure. matter. These guys are more focused on NBA titles than Olympic gold medals. Interesting. I have no truth. I, I have no idea if there's any truth to that or anything to back. Yeah. Um, but that I've ne- I would never think of that. But there might be some truth to that. Maybe. Uh, basketball. Uh, anything else before we head out here with basketball? You got stuff with Fuji, so we got we'll, stuff with Fuji we'll save we'll save that for for y'all. Uh, entertainment. Uh, Pop Smoke new album came up. What's the name of the album? Faith. Faith. Uh, we listened to all of it on the way between. Pretty much all of it. Pretty yeah. much all between. Uh, uh, my place at Burnaby to the fairies. Uh, do you have a top song that you like the most? Uh, oh, that's the most. I have to listen to a, f- a few more times. You only um, listen to one. We only listen to one. Television with Kanye is really good. Okay. Um, Demeanor with Dua Lipa is also that quite was good. good. That's going to be a pop. That's going to be one of the best, like the most popular songs from the album. I enjoyed listening to that. That one was good. Um, I also like um, What's Kraken with Takeoff. It started out, I was you, like. You kind of have to play that if you're the Seattle Kraken, don't you? Oh, of course. You have <laughs> well, is it spelled with the K or is no, it spelled with a C? Just C. Oh, okay. What's, what's cracking? Once Takeoff dropped his verse, oh, I was like, man, this is like, this. Like, Takeoff kind of carried that song, not going to sure. lie, a little bit. Uh, about a Million with 21 Savage actually is pretty good. I'm not a big 21 Savage fan. But... Fair enough. It's He's a, he's acquired. Um, Eight Ball with Kid Cudi. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, there's, yeah. Is there a song you didn't like? Beat the speakers, kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Who's in that one? Uh, it's just him. Oh, it's just him. Okay. Just him. Um, I will say, uh, genius was Pop Smoke, Low TJ, and Sway Lee. Um, Pop Smoke, Low TJ, deadly combo. Okay. I'd put them up. I'd put uh those two up there with Drake and Future, and I'd put them up there with Travis Scott and Don Toliver. Interesting. All yeah. right. Uh, any other thoughts on the Pop Smoke album? I, I like thought it. Demeanor was good. I, I enjoyed Demeanor. Demeanor. Good, yeah. Uh, Vince Staples' new album came out. Vince Staples. Yes. That's the, that's the name of the album. Oh, it's name. named after himself. Yes, pretty much. Um, I like The Shining. I thought The Shining, Shining and Sundown Town, I thought was good. Law of Averages is all right. Um, M- MHM, mm, that was a decent song as well. Um, he doesn't have anything longer than three minutes in this album. Like, it's, interesting. Like, it's like a quick like 10 song no more than 3 minutes a song album right 
Uh, highly suggest you go take a listen if you got the opportunity. It's to. a quick listen. Quick listen. Uh, so that's the Vince Sta- new Vince Staples album. Uh, you haven't listened to it yet, so you can't talk about that. Not yet, no. Um, any other music uh, that we want to talk about or discuss before we head out with that? No. Um, some I will say this summer, there's been some great songs that have come out. Yeah. There's been some great albums, some great just singles. Yeah. Oh, Molly Crew, Post Malone. Um, I'm not sure if people have been listening to it, but that one. Is that, that your that song, song of the summer? Right now it is, yeah. Okay. That song absolutely bangs, yeah. Uh, I think my song, I mean, I listen I, I listen to it all the time, so I guess it's not a song of the summer. Night Train by Guns N' Roses. That, that okay. Shit, that shit rocks. Uh, also, uh, Netflix, because we're, you know, we're talking about entertainment on the pod. We're talking about TV shows. Yeah. Uh, I Think You Should Leave Season 2 is out. Okay. Uh, basically, it's a sketch comedy show. It's got six episodes, and they're like 15 minutes an episode. Yeah. And That's quick. And it's another quick series. Um. I told you about Coffin Flops. I'll send you the link to Coffin yeah. Flops. That, that <laughs> rocks. Um, the, other, the other sketch I like is called Calico Cut Jeans. Okay. I'll, I'll show you that one, too. If you if you got Netflix on your phone. I, I do, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can yeah. show you that one. Um, I enjoyed season two of I Think You Should Leave. I, I don't know if you'd enjoy it as much as I would, but I right. think it's I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. I think it's good. Um, any any other shows you've been watching on uh, Um. Well, I'll say Outer Banks Season 2 comes out That's July 30th. Right. Um, Ian's not a fan of that, but I know some people are. Um, comes out. I saw, I saw that Love Island is on CBS. I didn't realize Love Island. CBS? Yeah. So oh, I, I didn't realize it was a network TV show. No wonder it stinks. Yeah. I'm kidding. CBS, too. Something about CBS shows. It's always. Is there any, are there any good CBS shows? The Price is Right? <laughs> I'm thinking more primetime shows. Uh, NCIS. <laughs> okay. Well, that's been a long time running show. Pretty much, yeah. Um, that's ba- and then basically I only just watch sports really, so I haven't been watching a whole lot of. Uh... Yeah, you're big into the uh, the F one. Yeah, man, we got a big race this weekend. Are there you, you gonna, go. Are you gonna watch with me on Sunday? If we're not asleep, yeah. Well, you gotta get up and watch it. It's at seven. Seven? Fuck that. I we you know if we go out on Saturday night, I might you're... just pull the all nighter and then <laughs> just watch the F one. <laughs> We might be going on Saturday night. We'll see. Uh, mailbag, we'll see. mailbag questions. Mailbag, let's bring it. All right, let's. Uh, let's. We got three mailbag questions for this pod. Uh, we'll start with uh, Eliza J. Wills. Okay, Eliza. Eliza created a logos. He looks sick. Uh, friend of the pod, Eliza, who asked, should they have brought on Beckham in reference to the Euro twenty twenty game between <laughs> England and Italy? <laughs> and I will just say they should have brought on Victoria Beckham for a little extra spice. Mm. A little extra. Some, someone fancies Victoria Beckham. Well, for the spice, because she's spice. She's a spice girl. Ah, right? yes, of course. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Anyways, they should have brought on Victoria Beckham. No, it, it, any, any. Should they have brought on Beckham? England might have been an improvement over Jordan Sancho. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, fuck anybody who said anything racist about those yeah, guys. Yeah, that's in. brutal. That's brutal. Um, I have no respect for anyone that does that. That's yeah. these. These guys are elite athletes doing their what they can on home soil for their country. They're not trying to put it right in the goalie's mitts. And it, it just happened, you know, goal, the Italian goalie won the player, or player tournament. Right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's tough being on that stage. And I think Rashford and Sancho came in, like, in the 118th minute. Yeah. They basically are just, they haven't played a whole game. They're just, like, they're cold off the bench, basically. And then you're asked to take PKs. To take PKs 
in a Euro final. Like, yeah. it's a lot to ask for. And these guys, they're, they're, those are young guys. And I think, unfortunately, they had to experience some reason, which they shouldn't have to. Like I said, bullshit. But now they have the experience. Now they're going to know. They're going to go win the next Euro or the World Cup. I think they might win the World Cup. Uh, but should they have brought on Beckham? No, because David Beckham would have put it 20 feet high and right. But fair enough. I can't argue with that. Uh, Keep R. Uh, any hot takes of players being protected slash exposed for the Kraken? From what team? Does it just, just in general. Just in general? Do you have like a one team or one player in mind that you think it's going to be? Like, mm. I don't know if there's going to be like a whole lot of like... What you're going to see, I, I would think, is a lot of like the big contract... But guys, you don't like. I think I talked about Duchesne and Johansson are gonna yeah. be exposed. That's not really a hot take, though. I don't think because those guys just have big contracts, and if Nashville can get them off the books, great. Um, yeah, Ker- uh, Kerfoot's probably gonna be ex- yeah. exposed. I have a hot take actually. Yeah. What's your hot take? The Seattle Kraken. I think Carolina's gonna try sign Hamilton. Yes. But they're not going to. The Kraken are gonna take Hamilton and they're gonna the Carolina's gonna expose Brady Shea but they're gonna still keep them because the Kraken will take Hamilton and leave Shea and Brady Shea will be on will be exposed but the the Kraken won't take him does that make sense yes so the Hurricanes defensive defensively they're gonna protect they're gonna do 7-3-1 sure but protect Slavin sure but protect Pesci sure and I think they have to protect Bede because he's I think they have to or I was gonna say the other guy they could they won't, but it's Gardner. They won't protect her. They'll no. they'll protect Bean, um, because they have to. Um, because and then they have to leave Hamilton, uh, because he's a free agent. Because he's a free agent. Yes. So the Kraken will sign Hamilton, and that'll be their pick. From That's Carolina. their pick from Carolina, yeah. but Shea will still be exposed. Yes. That's my hot take there. Um, I feel like if I have any really extreme hot takes about. There, I, I wrote about this earlier this week. They might take Dustin Brown. Out of L.A.? Out of L.A. Which, he ha- here's the thing. He has one year left on a $5 million. Like, they might have to work in a trade or something. Yeah. But, I mean, there's actually, like, a couple of guys, a couple of decent prospects I don't think L.A. wants to give up. Right. Uh, and they might take Brown and they might work in a side deal. I That kind of my really hot. Aiden Hill is another guy from Arizona who I feel like. I think Aiden Hill is going to be one of the Kraken, Kraken start or yeah. backup. Maybe he might be backup. That that yeah. I, yeah. I otherwise I don't see a yeah. whole lot of um, guys. And I, I can't remember who it was from Vancouver. Was it Gradovich? I think I had Seattle. Or, oh, Gradovich or something. Yeah, yeah, I had Seattle taking because they're not taking Erickson, Beagle, or Holby. Or Holby. Hmm. Uh, left side heavy. Jevin Lefebvre, left side heavy. Rank NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB All-Star Weekends, all-encompassing, one through four. So here, how I would do this is you got to go by two different things. Now, you're combining it all together, but first you have to do, like, their their fun thing, which is, like, their home run derby or, yeah. their, or their skills competition. Yeah. That whole thing. Yep. And then you actually have the All-Star game. Right. Because I think how it goes is the NBA – like skills event is the be- like the dunk oh the pass so I think that that's, that's the, the best one. that's the best one home run derby okay I think NHL and then NFL okay 
the NFL's tried to do new things for their skills event. The NFL's not... hard because it's after the season, so no one cares. Yeah. Or it's like before the Super Bowl. It's before the Super Bowl, and, you know, we're trying to watch out for player safety, yeah. football, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I would probably put the NFL last. Okay. The NHL third. Okay. Um, Home Run Derby second, and then NBA top for, like, the skills event, for the fun sure. thing they do. Sure, okay. The actual all-star game. Yeah. I think it's I think it's basketball. Okay. Hockey base hockey football baseball. For the actual game? Yeah. For the actual all star game. Okay. I like that. So I would probably put um the actual weekends I think I would rank basketball. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah. Hockey uh football. Is how I okay. would do the All Star Weekend. I would uh, flip ho- uh, NHL and MLB, and then I'm good. So hockey good. is set. So for you, it's basketball. NBA, then NHL, MLB, NFL. Okay. Yeah, that's my order. And I, I think a lot of you, the NBA, no doubt about it. The the All like the All Star Saturday night is the best thing right now for skills. All-star. It's yeah, without a doubt, it's the best. I love the dunk contest. I've always tried to sit down and watch it, the whole thing in an entirety, and. It's often during reading breaks, so we actually have time to do it. But, um, yeah, it's no, I, the, the NBA also is great. Um, the NHL, I'm again, I'm a hockey guy, so I'm maybe a little biased here, but um, I love the three on three, and I, the skills comp is awesome. It's fun going out after and trying to go be able to do some of the stuff they do. It's 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 hard. It's hard to hit a, a stationary target with a saucer grass. Trust me, that so, shit ain't easy. So just to finalize, my ranking is. Uh... NBA, MLB, no. Yes, you said NBA, MLB, MLB, NHL, NHL NBA, NFL. NFL, and then you had NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL. Awesome. Uh, that's the Speak Your Peace podcast for uh, July 16th. This will probably be out later on Friday, if not Saturday. Uh, any other thoughts before we head out here for our U or SF or SYP, not SFU, SYP. Victoria Takeover. Any other thoughts, Scott, before we head out? No, it's good. Good. Good boat pod. I think this is the first or second ever podcast done on a boat. So, I, I again, I, I think I did a, a boat pod okay. uh, many years ago. Yeah, but not not this current version of, of the SYB the podcast that's been on a boat. The uh, the the uh, blog segment was called the Brady Gaga. Yes. Pod at that point, which yes. was. We, we, we've gone through like th- this is like the third different version I think of Got the it. podcast that okay. we're on right now the most okay. successful one so far so far yeah uh, that that's the podcast thank you very much for listening uh, we will be back Tuesday we got a weird schedule next week because we got uh, expansion draft entry draft the Olympics start yeah it's uh, a busy week we both are getting vaccinated get, get vaccinated get your vaccine if you haven't already you're getting your second one on Wednesday, July 21. July 21. I'm getting my second one July 22nd on the Thursday. So get poked. Maybe Callum will poke you. Uh, um, thank you very much for listening. Greatly appreciate your time. We'll be back again soon. Peace out. Beauty.